Hello and welcome to Steamboat Huddle. I'm Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Photography and you are listening to episode 48. Thank you so much for being here. I love, love, love taking the time each week to record these episodes for you and love every week when I get to hear from women who are listening and have questions or just want to say, hey, I love the podcast. It just fills my heart. So always be sure to reach out. I love hearing from you. Today's episode, I'm probably going to make it a quick one. I guess we'll see ultimately how long it is, but it's a really an extension of last week. So last week in episode 47, we were talking about uh, drinking and when is it too much and when is it a problem? And so this conversation that I'm having today is prompted by a question that was asked uh, in my free my free uh, Facebook group, Same Boat Huddle, by a member in there and a wonderful client and friend of mine. And her question really prompted me to really, really think about this. And that's why I want to talk about it today. So even if you haven't listened to last week's episode, hopefully this one will still, um, it'll definitely still make sense for you. So are you numbing out or are you resetting? Are you taking a break? And the question that she posed was, um, she said, is it bad to numb out? Like, is it such a bad thing? And that there seems to be so much shame around this phrase. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. There is so much shame with it. And is it a bad thing? What is it? So I've been thinking about it a lot just on my own and I decided, okay, let's look up what does numbing out mean. And in the Urban Dictionary, it is described as uh, psychology in recovery. It's a term when someone is procrastinating, isolating themselves and going nowhere, being stalled and not taking care of business. And then the actual definition of numb is to make spiritless. I looked that up too. I don't have it right in front of me. And that really hit me. I was like, oh, dang, that that's like, that's what it is, you know? So it, you know, it really got me thinking in the terms of, I think my classic, what would be described as numbing out would be in the evening. I guess there are two things that I do in the evening, being done and putting on some really, really bad TV I'm sure you can think of some of the shows they are. They're bad reality shows and having a glass of wine. And then the other one that I find myself in is uh, social media, like scrolling on the phone. You just kind of, I just disappear. (laughs) I'm not even, even, it's like I'm looking at my phone. I'm not even paying attention to what I'm looking at, nor am I paying attention to what's around me. So, you know, the, the phrase numbing out feels very appropriate there because I'm literally numb. But is it a bad thing? So that's what I'm getting at. So by that definition that I just read of Urban Dictionary, it doesn't sound good. So it's saying when someone's procrastinating, when they're isolating themselves, when they're going nowhere, and when they're being stalled and they're not taking care of business. So what does business mean? It could mean taking care of your household, taking care of your children, connecting with your children, connecting with your significant other, connecting with your friends or family, um, doing work or more than just work, like more than just that I have to do, but the things I want to do to get to where I want to go. So in terms of that, yeah, it sounds bad, but I want to go a little deeper than that. And I think it just comes to, it comes to terms of like what phrase and what words we're using. So one, 
I think it's a bummer that we shame ourselves so much. Like there is so much out there of like, don't numb out. And if you do watch bad TV or if you do go on your phone, you're bad. You're, you're not acting. You're not taking action in your life and you're not growing and you're just numbing out. It's bad. So then anytime you engage in that at all, it's like there's so much shame and remorse and guilt. And that's not cool because aren't we allowed to sometimes watch some really bad TV with a glass of wine? And aren't we sometimes allowed to just kind of like veg on our phone for a second? So then it got me thinking that what I feel really underlies all of this is intention. So let's let's detach ourselves from the actual words that we're using. So we won't use numbing out, even though that's what we're referring to. But let's just kind of let go of that phrase and what what we're connected to with that. I think that when you're engaging in behavior daily, so okay, so let's go backwards to Let's let's look at the DSM. So to uh, if you don't know, I have a background in psychology. So the, the DSM, you need to match certain criteria in order to um, be diag- diagnosed with something. And one of the big things is, is it interfering with your daily life? So if there's a behavior that's interfering with your daily life, that's a huge piece of the criterion in, in being diagnosed with something that needs support, that needs extra help. So for instance, a lot of us say like, oh, I'm OCD, which isn't cool because that's a serious um, disorder to have. But we all have like, there are many of us who have OCD tendencies, whether it's how we want to keep our house or, um, you know, it's, I feel like I always think of like cleaning, but it's, there's also a component of like the thoughts that we can't get out of our head, that there's these repeating thoughts in our mind. But if it's not interfering with your daily life, it's just a tendency. It's just a part of what's happening. So with thinking about that, is it interfering with your daily life? So let's talk about numbing out. Quote, I'm, I would stay away from that. Let's talk about the behavior of connecting to your phone and being on it for social media, of, of just looking through it, scrolling through it, whatever you're doing with it. If you are on it, Every single day during dinner, when your kids come home from school and they want to play with you, when your significant other is trying to have a conversation with you at the end of the day to see how, you know, how was your day today, babe? And you're staring down at your phone or you're laying in bed every single night looking at your phone and then you can't fall asleep because you've been looking at the light for so long and it's now it's interfering with your sleep. That's a problem. That is interfering with your daily life. It's interfering with your relationships. It's interfering with those around you. And now it's interfering with your sleep. That's a problem. So that's when I feel like you need to really look at what is the intent behind this behavior? Why am I choosing to do this? Whether it's a really conscious level or super subconscious, whichever, that you are engaging in this behavior that is every day, it's often, And it's interfering with your daily life. So think of that intent. Now, think about the situation of someone picking up their phone, engaging in the same exact behavior, but let's say it happens for 10 minutes every other day, excuse me, that it might be during a time that could interfere with a relationship or with your sleep. So as an example, I find that I often feel drawn to look through social media at about four o'clock when I come home 
from picking up my children from school. Is it because of my children? I don't really think so. It's because I worked my tail off the whole day and I'm ready to just, I need a break. And it's bad timing because it's when I should be connecting with my children. Do I do it every single day? No, I don't. But every now and then I find myself engaging in that behavior and I very intentionally don't because I do feel myself wanting to just grab my phone and stare at it. There are also times every now and then it's it's far and few between anymore because it actually did start to interfere with my daily life that I would scroll through my phone after I laid down and turn the lights out. Just almost like reading a book, just that habit of just trying to get my eyes tired. And um, I've moved away from that behavior, but every once in a blue moon, I will um, remember like, oh, I wanted to order that, or I really wanted to read that one article and I'll grab my phone. But it's it's very intentional. I'm choosing to do it very consciously at an appropriate time. And it's this one time it's not interfering with my daily life. So I think there's a, there's the underlying piece of this is the intention behind what you're doing. So if you're every single night at eight o'clock sitting down and watching TV until 11, look at what's happening there and why that's happening. Is that okay for you? I can't say, is it interfering with anything? I can't answer that. You might be able to say like, no, it's not. I'm so insanely productive. I connect with everyone that I need to connect with during the day. I work my ass off and I feel I want to watch TV for a few hours. It makes me feel good. I feel recharged when I do that and it doesn't interfere with anything. All of the dishes are done. The lunches are made. I've worked out like everything's good and I feel okay to do it. Then that's awesome. Watch TV for three hours every night. If that feels good, you really have to think about how do you feel? Like, what are you trying to, what are you after and what you're feeling? So really think about the intention and what you're after there. Is it that you really need a break? So my, what I said was, are you numbing out or are you resetting? Are you taking a break. And my thought in that also with that piece is I think of my son's teacher in preschool. So my son, um, he's very high physical and emotional energy. Um, he's definitely a highly sensitive individual. Um, and at four years old, it's really hard for him to process. And then he has a lot of physical energy that if it's not used, um, so winter's tough. I'll just put it that way. So he'll come home and be like, I, I had five timeouts today. I'm like, what in the hell? Like, that's crazy. Why? And coming from behavioral background, like we could get into a whole rabbit hole of a conversation on timeouts, but I'm like, I need to try and understand, like, how can I support his teacher and how can I support him in this? So when this was happening, I reached out to her and was like, what, can you just fill me in? Like, what is going on that he's getting timeouts? Like if he's engaging in behavior that's being punished, in in the um in the terms of being put in a timeout like I need to know about it um just so I understand so I can have a conversation with him about it and discuss like what what's going on there she's like oh no he's not in trouble I'm like oh okay <laughs> so <clears throat> she explained she's like the kids are she's an amazing t- just incredible She's like, the kids are small little three and four-year-olds and they're not able to regulate themselves yet. She's like, that's what I'm trying to teach them. So when they're caught, you know, behavior breeds behavior. So when multiple kids are caught in the same 
behavior over and over and over and they can't stop it themselves, I give them what they call a timeout. She's like, but all it is is a reset. It's just to stop. It's that, and I've talked about this in another podcast episode of figuring out your patterns and putting a stop, like a halt right in the middle of the behavioral pattern to stop it and shift it and move it to where you want it to be. So she, she gives these children timeouts to reset, to give their brains a second so that they can halt the pattern of what's going on. And then they can come back in and readjust and move on to the next thing and not be caught in this feedback loop of this behavior breeding behavior. I'm like, that's brilliant. Okay. That makes complete sense. And so that is where I wonder if sometimes some of us are engaging in a behavior that is classified and holds a stigma of quote unquote numbing out, but it's actually just a reset for us. So for instance, myself, do I sit down and watch crappy TV every single night with a glass of wine? No. I um, always engage in a self-care routine of, you know, doing face stuff and Um, getting myself ready for bed and sometimes with a cup of tea and reading and journaling and I might meditate and have a gratitude practice and I have all this stuff. And sometimes if the day has been really hard, so again, I I have two children that carry a lot of, well, I think as many emotions as anyone else, but I'm raising them to have permission to feel their emotions and show them. And it is exhausting. It is so hard because I'm trying to figure out how to do that. So I'm trying to raise these people to be okay with their feelings, but like, holy hell, there's some some days where I'm like, this weekend, for instance, I'm shot. My husband and I are like, what just happened with these feelings? They're just, it's hard. And no matter how many tools you have, how many degrees you have, what type of work experience you have, how well you take care of yourself, all of that stuff. There are some days that are just really hard and beat the shit out of you. And that's okay. It's okay to have those hard days and be like, wow, I, I showed up the best that I could. It wasn't stellar. And I maybe did or said things that weren't, uh, you know, going to get a parenting award of any kind, but I absolutely showed up and did my best and I'm really tired. So it is okay to take tonight, you know, like maybe after this podcast, I've done a lot today. I have done a lot of stuff around the house and with the kids. It is okay if I want to take a little bit to finish watching a show and maybe have a little glass of wine. I'm not doing it to numb out. I'm doing it to reset. I'm doing it to break that. There's this behavior breeding behavior in the house this weekend of high emotion, triggering frustration and depletion of energy, triggering high emotion. And it's this circle, it's this feedback loop. So now we're in this pattern and our brain is looking for, you know, now, right now I'm in that depletion and I'm tired. And then the next part is going to bring high emotion again, because that's what my brain is looking for in this pattern. I want to halt that. I don't want my brain to think that that's what's next. We're done. We're finished. I'm showing you that it's finished. I'm stopping this pattern. I'm resetting. And tomorrow is a new day. So while that behavior of watching bad TV with a glass of wine can hold the stigma of numbing out, I'm using it as a reset. And I give myself permission to do that. And that's okay. So that's what I really want you to take away from this is, are you engaging in behaviors that are interfering with your daily life? Are they interfering with your relationships? Are they interfering with 
things that you want to do and you want to, maybe some things you need to deal with too, which I'll get into in a second, but maybe things that, um, you need to get it done around the house or you're avoiding relationship stuff with your significant other, or you just can't handle dealing with the kids. So instead of trying to figure out how to do it, you're just shutting off every day. And that's how you're just getting through. It's just survival. That might be quote unquote numbing out. And if you want to get away from that, that shameful phrase, it's just recognizing I'm avoiding something. I'm not living my life. I'm avoiding it. I'm avoiding as much of it as I can so that the day can be done and I can just be finished and go to bed. And then you wake up and start all over again of how much of this day can I avoid? How much of myself, how much of how I feel, how much of what I have to do and the discomfort that comes with growth and moving forward. So that's another part of it. So if we look back at that Urban Dictionary um, definition, it's when someone's procrastinating, isolating themselves and not going anywhere. Are you going anywhere? Where do you want to go? What are your goals? What do you want to be? What do you want to do? Do you want to, you know, build a vegetable garden? Do you want to start a business? Do you want to have a routine with your kids to do crafts every day? I don't, I mean, whatever it is, do you want to declutter your cabinets in the kitchen and have this super clean, organized kitchen? Why are you avoiding those things? Why are you engaging in the behaviors to avoid those things? And that's the part that you really have to look into. And even deeper than that, so I think all of that is the very surface level stuff of tangible things. Like I am avoiding cleaning. I am avoiding talking with my husband. I am avoiding showing up fully as a parent because it's so hard. I feel like if I try, I'll fail. So I may as well, I may as well not try at all. Those are avoiding behaviors, avoidant behaviors. But even more, are we avoiding trauma? Are we avoiding really deep-rooted emotional stuff that needs to be brought to the surface and healed? Are we avoiding grief that we haven't fully moved through yet and it's so uncomfortable and painful that the only way to get through it is to not feel it at all? So we're on our phones and drinking and watching bad TV and just not showing up in the day because if we show up, we're going to have to feel the grief. We're going to have to feel the pain. We're going to have to relive the trauma. And by trauma, it doesn't, you know, even myself, when I hear the word trauma, I have this flash of a vision in my head, which we all do with everything. It's it's NLP, which is amazing, but that's another conversation. I immediately have a visual of something really horrific, like a fire or a rape or a severe, like a terminal illness that you made it through. And it doesn't have to be that. My trauma that I am currently dealing with was when my daughter and I got a stomach bug five years ago, a stomach bug, like who doesn't get those? But the way I experienced it with my daughter, it caused, um, it was just a traumatic series of events that happened because of it. And it was traumatic for me. And in order to move through those feelings, it brings up massive anxiety regularly that I I now manage. Um, but it's been very uncomfortable. And the only way to not feel that and go through that trauma is to turn off. And it's so unhealthy because that it, even even if you don't feel something because you turn you're turning yourself off doesn't mean it's going away. It is sitting there. It is a percolator. 
it is waiting to explode. And the longer you push it down, the longer you avoid feeling these feelings, the worse it's going to feel when it finally has a moment to come out. And eventually you're, it's like, it's not going to wait for your permission or your opening of saying, okay, I'm not going to avoid this today. You can come out now. Eventually it's like, F you, I'm coming here. I am bad timing, bad part of your life. It's coming out. So move through your days with intention. Give yourself permission to engage in behaviors that hold stigmas and shame and guilt. If you know that you're engaging in it with full intent of I'm making this choice, I'm giving myself permission to do this, and I know that it's okay because it's not interfering with my life. I'm not avoiding anything right now. I'm just resetting. I'm very intentionally giving myself permission to sit down, take a break. You can call it having a timeout, like my kid's preschool, whatever you want to call it, that is okay. If you're doing it every day, all the time, and you don't even realize it, that there's no intention, that it's just, here I am again. I don't know how I got here. That's something you might want to look at. And you can reach out to anybody, call a therapist. I found mine online and I've read, I read their bios and who I felt like I connected with. And you get to have interviews on the phone if you want. Connect with a therapist, talk to a family member, connect with a friend, feel free to reach out to me, join Same Boat Huddle and reach out to someone in there or into the group. Talk to someone about it. There's so many people there with you and you're not alone. We are all in the same boat. We are, we, oh my gosh, I can't say that enough. That's why I'm, I'm talking about same boat <laughs> that we are, we are here together. We are, there's no one better off. There's no one in their own boat sailing away even better than someone else. We are literally all sitting in the same boat and we've all been through it. We're all going through it. Someone else is going to go through it. We're all there. So don't isolate yourself like that definition of this numbing out, that you're isolating yourself, you're avoiding, you're procrastinating, you're not showing up. You can do it and you don't have to do it alone. So know that there are so many people there for you willing to help. It's not a chore. It's not a task. It's not inconvenient. When people say, I want to help you, they want to help you. And I'm telling you, there are people who want to help you. So know that you're not alone. We're here for you. There's so many groups out there, so many powerful women and organizations and communities that there's, there is a place for you that you will feel at home. So look for it and put out into the universe that you need it and it will show up. I promise you. So that is what I want to share with you this Monday. Be very intentional with your choices, with your actions and Release yourself from the guilt and shame that can sometimes come from society. And I know that it's often really hard to navigate because it feels confusing. It's like, but, you know, my coach or this person that I admire says I shouldn't drink or I shouldn't watch bad TV, that I should be taking action all the time. But you know yourself and you know what you're doing and you know what you need to do and you know what your intentions are. And no one else knows that as well as you. So give yourself permission to do what your energy needs in the moment. Recognize if you're avoiding, if you're resisting, if you're not taking the action that you need to take to move forward. And know it's okay to take an hour, 
to just take a break and reset. And sometimes we really need that in order to move forward even bigger and to show up even better. So really listen to your energy in that way that's not necessary or even possible to constantly be go, 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 going. That, you know, even sometimes our self-care routines can be a little taxing, like reading personal development and listening to personal development podcasts. And um, sometimes our body just needs a break. Our mind needs a break and that is okay. Just watch that you're not falling into a pattern or a habit that is going to interfere with what you want out of your life and interfering with your daily life and your relationships and all that. So have an awesome, awesome week. I'm so excited. Spring is here. I'm so happy. I just love hearing the birds and oh my gosh, all the trees flowering and I see all the little buds of the leaves on the trees. It's since I was a tiny little girl, absolutely my favorite time of the year to see you know, you wake up one day and all of a sudden the leaves have trees or the leaves, the trees have leaves on them. And it's like the coolest thing. It's just amazing. It's so incredible. And, um, I take on so much more meaning to that now, um, just where I am in my life and with spirituality and understanding, understanding life. So I hope that you're enjoying the shift in seasons as much as I am. Again, have an awesome week. Treat others the way you want to be treated. If you're loving this podcast, I would absolutely appreciate so much if you left a five-star review and write-up. It is so helpful for me to be able to then be shared with even more people. I get to show up to more people who are maybe needing me and not knowing it um, or need to be connected to Steamboat Huddle. Uh, So I'd appreciate that so much. And either way, I really appreciate you being here and being a part of this community and showing up with me. And if you want to connect with me, uh, holler at me on, I just said holler at me <laughs> on Instagram at photog Aaron J. Uh, my website, ejoicephotography.com. All the links are there. And then the links are also in the show notes. Have an awesome week. I will talk to you next time.